0: News of the Times. History. News. Short. England's last trial by combat case, the murder of Mary Ashford. The crime. On the 26th of May 1817 in the village of Sutton Coalfield outside of Birmingham an annual club feast and dance was held. Among the guests were Mary Ashford, her friend Hannah Cox and a gentleman by the name of Abraham Thornton In the early morning of the 27th of May, 1817 Mary Ashford's dishevelled body was found in a water-filled pit by a passing labourer. What had happened to Mary Ashford? Mary Ashford was a pretty young girl of 20. She worked as a housekeeper to her uncle who had a farm. Her father was a gardener. Mary had finished work, changed from her work clothes to her party dress and walked to the Three Tons public house where the party was being held. She left her work clothes at her friend Hannah Cox's house. The party was an annual club feast and dance and was already in full swing when she arrived there at 7.30pm after having finished work. The Three Tons, a public house, was also called Tyburn House, locally. The Alleged Perpetrator Abraham Thornton was the son of a builder from Castle Bromwich. His family were better off than many. Thornton was approximately 24 years old and heavy set. Descriptions of Thornton varied between well-looking fellow to a young man of repulsive appearance. It was recounted that at the party he had asked about Mary from a fellow attendee. He shared with the attendee that he had been intimate with Mary's sister three times and he would equally be intimate with Mary Ashford or he would die. It was noted during the party that he was seen to be very attentive to Mary Ashford who seemed to be amenable to his company. Abraham Thornton promoted a reputation as a Don Juan type. This characterization would help to encourage himself as the prime suspect in Mary's death within the local community. The Events Around 11 o'clock in the evening on the 26th of May, Mary's friend, Hannah Cox, urged that they should leave. Thornton left with them, escorting Mary whilst Hannah walked behind them. Mary announced that she would be going to her grandfather's house, as it was closer than Hannah's house, where her work clothes were. This was odd, as Mary would need to change into her work clothes for her early morning shift the next day. Hannah made her way alone back to Erdington, whilst Mary and Thornton continued on to her grandfather's house. At approximately 2.45 a.m., a a labourer saw Thornton leaving a friend's house with a woman whose face was in darkness from the bonnet she wore. At around 4 a.m., Hannah Cox was awakened by Mary looking for her work clothes. She changed into the work apparel hurriedly. as She stated she needed to get back to her uncle's house before he left for market. She was seen by two additional witnesses around 4am along her route between Hannah's house and her uncle's house, who recalled seeing her. This was the last time Mary was seen. At around 6am, a a passing labourer saw women's clothing near a water-filled pit. One of the items was a blood-stained woman's shoe. The labourer contacted police who, with some amount of prodding within the pit, discovered the body of Mary Ashford. The ground around where the pit was located was soft. A series of footprints leading to the pit with Mary's body showed a set of male and female footprints walking together, but only one pair of footprints, the larger male footprints, leaving the pit alone. Many attendants knew that Mary had attended the social event at the Three Tons the previous evening. Queries were made to the landlord asking who Mary Ashford had left the party with. The landlord promptly began to ride towards Castle Bromwich in search of Abraham Thornton. He encountered Thornton almost at once. Thornton was told of Mary Ashford's death and responded that he had been with her up to 4 a.m. Thornton was requested to return with him. The assistant constable arrived from Birmingham to take charge of the case. He questioned Thornton and promptly arrested him on suspicion of murder. A search of Thornton revealed bloodstains on his underclothing. Thornton admitted to sexual intercourse with Mary. Thornton's shoes were removed and compared with the larger male shoe prints that had been found leading up to and walking away from the pit. It was stated that his shoe print matched. An autopsy of Mary Ashfield revealed that she had been menstruating at the time of her death. The autopsy confirmed that Mary had died of drowning. The only marks found on her body were two lacerations in her genital area. It is also concluded that prior to the sexual act that had taken place, Mary had been a virgin. The trial one The coroner's jury at the inquest returned a verdict of willful murder against Abraham Thornton, and he was committed to trial at Warwick Assizes. The trial took place the 8th of August 1817. The streets were filled with spectators wishing to get a seat inside the County Hall in Warwick where the trial was to be taken place. It was a one-day trial which women were not allowed to attend due to the nature of the sordid evidence. The prosecutor's argument was that Thornton had been unsuccessful in his attempts to seduce Mary. He had then laid in wait near the pit, knowing that she would have to pass by there to get to her uncle's house from her friend Hannah's house in order to be on time for work. Mary saw Thornton attempted to run away from him and was caught and had eventually fainted in her attempts to escape him. As the post-mortem showed, "'that she had not eaten anything in the last twenty-four hours. "'Thornton had his evil way with her, "'then dumped her body into the pit where she drowned. "'Thornton's very able defence team "'managed to cast doubt on the shoe prints "'as it had heavily rained "'between the times of sighting the shoe prints "'and the comparison with Thornton's shoe. "'It was confirmed that other than the vaginal lacerations, there was no signs of bruising on Mary's body. Lastly, eyewitnesses were produced confirming Thornton's alibi far away from Mary during the last time window when her death must have taken place. The judge, in his two-hour summing up, urged the jury to take out any prejudice regarding the sexual act between Thornton and Mary, and they had to focus on the timelines of accessibility between Thornton and Mary. The jury, without requiring to retire, returned a verdict of not guilty within six minutes. The jury were then rewarned regarding the rape allegations, and again, the jury returned a verdict of not guilty. Abraham Thornton, was free to go. Trial number two. In the eyes of the community, universally, Thornton was considered guilty and the acquittal of Thornton was met with universal outrage. Mary Ashford's brother, William Ashford, invoked an old statue called Appeal of Murder with considerable financial support from contributors in the local community, a local solicitor willingly took on the case. The writ of appeal was issued on the first of October, eighteen seventeen, and Thornton was arrested once again. This case was to be tried at the King's Bench in London, where Thornton's notoriety was not immediately recognized by the general populace there. Much effort was made to find evidence countering Thornton's alibi, but with no success. As the trial began, Thornton was asked to plead guilty or not guilty. Thornton's reply was, Not guilty, and I am ready to defend the same with my life. He was then handed a pair of gauntlets, one of which he placed on his left hand, and the other which he threw upon the floor of the court. It was not taken up. Thornton had countered William Ashford's use of the ancient statue of appeal of murder with the equally ancient statue of trial by battle. William Ashford argued that Thornton should not be allowed to compound his murder of Ashford's sister with the murder of the brother. The judge responded, it is the law of England, Mr. Clark. We must not call it murder. Much legal proceedings went on, arguing that the case against Thornton was strong enough to require a prosecution that would re-empt Thornton's trial by battle. After considerable conferring between justices and legal teams, it was concluded that the evidence against Thornton was not strong enough to preclude. Thornton's right for trial by battle. William would not physically take up the challenge of the duel. Thornton was once again set free. The Aftermath Mary Ashford was buried on the 1st of June 1817 at Sutton Coalfield. In June 1819, a bill was introduced to abolish private appeals following acquittals and also to abolish trial by battle. The bill passed into an act remarkably quickly. There were speculations that another court case had arrived where, once again, the defence was looking to apply the statute of trial by battle. After the trials, Abraham Thornton returned home to Castle Bromwich. But such was his notoriety, he was forced to leave his hometown. He booked passage to move to New York. When passengers realized who he was, they insisted upon his being put ashore. Thornton tried to leave again, and on the 30th of September, he sailed from Liverpool to New York. Here, he married and gained employment as a bricklayer. He died sometime around 1860. In Baltimore. William Ashford, Mary's brother, worked as a fish hawker for several years in Birmingham. He died in January 1867, seventy years of age. What do you think? Murder was never proven, and there is an outside possibility that Mary's death was an accident. The possibility of suicide. Seems unlikely. Did Abraham Thornton murder Mary Ashford? Or was it another who escaped detection in the early morning hours? We will never know for sure. This has been News of the Times, England's last trial by combat case, the murder of Mary Ashford. And I am Robin Coles.